you're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today, we have a very biblical question, if you will. (laughs) A literal, a literal. A literal biblical question. Dad, you get this question, I mean, one to three times a week, easy, whether it's people coming up to you after church, texting, emailing, whatever. And this is the basic question. Michael, I'm about to go buy a new Bible. What should I buy? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I back up just a tad because it is interesting why people ask me this question. And at our church here in Nashville and Stonebridge, I'm real big about bring a Bible. Don't use True. your phone. I don't have any problem with technology and resources, but bring a physical Bible. Yeah. And so they look in shame <laughs> as they open their phone. And I say, you need the tactile of writing. And I think we've talked around that before, but I just don't think, and I, you know, I live with Logos every day. Yeah. But when it comes to devotion and study yeah. and non-distraction, yeah. I just think you need a text. So, yeah. yeah. So that's where it begins. And then they hear me, okay, I'm going to buy a Bible. Which one should I buy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about translations before, but yes. maybe as a refresher, albeit briefly, there's two broad categories, what we would call dynamic equivalent and formal equivalent uh-huh. or equivalency, dynamic equivalency and formal equivalency. So when you translate the Bible, there's no such thing as a literal word for word. Right. As much as we'd like to say that, and there's no secret, I like the NASB, the New American Standard Bible. But at the end of the day, it's a literal rendering, but it can't be word for word because there's some words, it, it just doesn't work. Anyone that knows right. any language, no, okay. You can't translate right. any language to another language word so for word. It doesn't make sense. A formal equivalency is as close to the original sure. as possible with English limitations. Yes. So the New American Standard, the New King James actually is pretty good as a formal equivalent. ESV, the Net Bible, the New English Translation, which is an online part of Bible.org. And frankly, I really love the CSB, what used to be called mm. the Holman uh-huh. Christian Standard. They've dropped the H, it's now the Christian Standard. And those are all very good renderings. Now, when you get into the NIV, into the New Living Translation, uh-huh. those are going to be dynamic. dynamic. Yep. And I'm not anti those Bibles, but I just say don't study Though, if you're going to yeah. read through the Bible yes. in a year, read to your kids. That's you're like, exactly. I'm doing read through the Bible in a year right now. I'm an NLT. If I want to dig into a passage, I'm cracking on my NASB yep. Yep. every yep. time. So that's sort of the translation conversation, which we could go very deep in. Sure. We talked to Ed Bloom, and we might link that in the uh, show sure notes. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, about how we got our English Bible. Yeah. An extraordinary interview Fascinating. with Dr. Fascinating. Yeah. So if folks want to go back that far. But let's talk more about the physicality yeah. of these. Because you can spend... 30 bucks on a Bible to like 200, probably more than $200 for all I know. I actually ran some numbers this morning. You get a New American Standard 2020 for $7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as well as the sky is the so limit. So like paperback? Is it yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Trade okay. paper. Okay, yeah. In the teens, you can get the so-called P, uh, U leather. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Which we'll talk about that. Okay. But yeah, so let's first of all talk about bindings. Okay. Okay, that's the most important factor. So you can't see, but here in the studio, we've got three physical Bibles. I may have Hannah take some pictures. We might see if we can put those up. But the binding is most important. So there's parts of the Bible, the physical part of the book I won't bore you with. But the top of the spine, you see this little... Yep. Thread thingy. Yep. Okay. If it's a Smith sewn, and that's not S-M-I-T-H, it's S-M-Y-T-H. And sometimes they put an E on it, S-M-Y-T-H-E, Smith sewn. That's the gold standard. 
Okay. And it, you go on your search engine and look. It's pretty cool. They stack it like kind of zigzags, and they actually sew through parts of the edge of the book. Uh-huh. And then it's glued to the cover. All the covers are glued, but the integral part of the paper where it meets the binding is sewn together. Everything else is glued. And if a Bible is sewn, is it always Smith sewn, or that's just a type of sewing? And there's as far other as I sewing. know, that's, okay, yeah, okay, it, it'd be like a Goodyear welt on a shoe. It's Got just it. the way it's yeah, done. Yeah, okay. All these Bibles here in front of us are that one. I think is Smith. All the other ones are not. Glued. They're just glued Bibles. Uh-huh. Okay, and some of them are a little tricky. Like this numeric standard one, you'll find some threads in there, but it's not a bona fide Smith. Oh. So anyway, but that's getting pretty down deep now. They're glued. So when they have this, forget the cover for a minute, how they sew these papers together is what's going to keep them from falling out, from cracking in the middle. And so Smithsone is the gold standard. So that's why that matters. If you want to get sewn versus glued, your right. Smithsone is just going to have that's a longer top. a longer lifespan. And And when you get it, like this one here, it opens flat. Yeah, so you're not. So when you buy a hardback Bible, a hardback textbook, like in college, it cracks Mm -hmm. or a Grisham novel. Mm -hmm. See, that's glued. If it was sewn, it would fold open and fall open. And you can still get old commentaries that were sewn. So that's the first one. Okay. Let's talk then about the covers. And this is where most people with a little attention could really get a longer life out of your Bible. First of all, paperback, cloth, you know, those are cheap if you want them, great. Leather is complicated. There's going to be all kinds of grades. I'm not going to bore you with them. PU leather is not leather. Okay. In fact, if you it's buy a pleather. phone case and it it's says PU, uh, you got leather. But it says PU. <laughs> it means it means it's Stinky. a polyurethane is what it stands for. Interesting. Leather, which is fake. Uh-huh. It's a petroleum product. Huh. It's plastic. But they feel pretty cool. Okay. You can get ESV does some crazy <laughs> stuff with PU leather with the two tone and the like parts canvas oh, feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all fake. It's not leather. Just know that going in. It's super cheap. Now, they're soft, they're variations, they're colors. If you want, maybe a girl wants a pink Bible or a guy wants a you know rugged looking one, or maybe a girl wants a you know burlap, great, go for it. When you come to leather itself, there's two or three categories. The first is what's called split leather. Okay. Genuine leather, and then we're going to talk about Moroccan or goat skins or some high-end leather. So split leather, if I had a piece of leather and I split it apart, Uh the rough shaggy part would be the part that was toward the animal. Right. And the nicer part would be the outer part of the cow or the pig. That's what's on the outside of this. Right. So when you look at this Bible, it says genuine leather in there somewhere, does it not? What does it say? Goat skin, Goat skin leather, leather cover. And that's nice and smooth and pebbly. This one, which is another publisher, is... It's on the back. It's on the back. calfskin. Calfskin. So calf is a softer, younger animal, obviously. Most of the so-called finer quality leathers actually are pigskins. So it gets kind of complicated. What you want to avoid is what's called bonded. Bonded, bonded leather, leather is, okay. that one says genuine on that one. Uh-huh. Bonded leather is particle board. It's shredded leather that they infuse mm. with wood and glues. It's cheap. It looks cool. But what will happen is on these edges. It just starts it'll, wearing and kind of falling apart. Exactly. And like coming off. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're okay with that and you don't use a Bible a lot, it is a little cheaper. But you can still get into a genuine leather or a goatskin leather, or a calfskin, or a Moroccan leather, and it's not you know crazy expensive. Now, one other feature about leathers, soft, 
glove, stiff. Those are just three broad categories. There's hundreds of them. So there's some value in buying a Bible you can return online or going if you can find a bookstore anymore yeah. and actually feeling a Bible. Sure. Because like this one, you and I talked about, it's so soft and it feels yeah. so good. This one's kind of stiff and not, you know, this yeah. Bible's at least 20 years old and it doesn't feel real good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of sticky yeah. on the hand almost. And or, you can I've conditioned yeah. it, but that's what it is. It's yeah. just the quality of leather. This one is like a, you know, a very expensive glove. So each one has different aesthetic feels to them. If you're don't want to carry a big giant Bible, that's another question. We'll get to that in a minute. But these are the leather cover binding is important. If you get a Smithsonian, you're already in a category of Bible that's going to have quality leather. Okay. Once you step down from there and you're online at Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or Christian Books, whatever you're going to find, it's kind of buried. All right. For longevity, I'm going to say get a calfskin or a genuine leather and you'll be happy. It'll last you longer than you want. Now, let me give, and we can put this on show notes. I'm going to give you a few websites. This is one word, evangelicalbible.com, evangelicalbible.com. And they have what's called Schuyler Bibles. Allen Bibles or Allen Bibles, Cambridge Bibles. I think Cambridge is the best Bible for the money, period. But the font's too small for my eyes. They handle Crossway Bibles. The Lockman Foundation, and the Lockman Foundation owns the New American mm-hmm. Standard translation rights. So they may give it to another printing house, but they own it. That makes sense? Yep. So if you buy from Lockman, you have a limited variety, although they've gotten better. Years ago, they didn't really have any offerings. Now they've expanded that. But now they've got other issues. Now, BibleStore.com, yeah. one word, and then DiscountBible.org. And then the last one is ScriptureTruth.com. DiscountBible.org has got a pretty cool site because when you go there, you can actually look at the Bible open. That's nice. Take a picture of it. Yeah. And we'll talk more about why that's important in a minute. So those are just a few I have purchased from all of them, I think, except maybe BibleStore.com. But they're all real good. Some of them will do imprinting. And if you want to get your name on the front, that's fine. It's amazing how many people never put their names inside their Bibles. Anywhere, I know. Every church I've been has got a whole shelf. I lost a Bible. This was years ago. I left it at church. I was doing kids Sunday school. I left it in the room. I mean, the second I realized it on Monday, the next day, I emailed (laughs) saying I left my Bible in this classroom. You know, it was gone. I think I'd even run, gone by the church that morning and it was gone, right? Like I went to where I'd left it. I asked around, dad, I bet it was two years later, a friend, no one on staff, a friend happened to be in the building and opened it up because you taught me to <laughs> not, I mean, because my name was engraved on the front. Mm-hmm. Of course, Johanna Easley, who no one knew because my name is Hannah Seymour, but I mean, you know, Johanna, whatever. And on the inside, I had taped, you know, if found, Hannah Seymour. I put my cell phone number and my email. Well, my, my friend found it and she's like, I think this, you know, text me, I think this is your, this is your Bible. But <laughs> But it never, yeah, he's opened a Bible showing me, if found, please return to Dr. Michael Easley with his home address. It never would have gotten back to me, yeah. even with Johanna Easley, Johanna C. Easley that engraved on the, the front. That was the black one we gave you when you went to college, Oh, yeah, I, think. I still have it. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's my, that's my Bible. You Your know treasure, I mean? That's the yeah. one that I, I have, I ran into a guy the other day. He said, you've, he was listening to my podcast. He said, how many Bibles do you own? I said, what did I say that made you think? I was like, I do have a lot of Bibles. Okay, but guess what? So, we're out of time. We're out of time. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to time out. 
We're going to end this episode. And then next week, because you, I know you got a lot to say. We've only really covered Moi? the exterior of the Bible. And I'm listening to you talk about leather. Like, how does this man know all of these things? He's sick. I know. So we're going to come back next week and we're going to talk about the inside of your Bible, which maybe matters more. I mean, one could argue. So. If you want to know more about how to choose your Bible, tune in next week. <laughs> Otherwise, you can call or email us, text us your question. The info's in the show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonamorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. <laughs>